You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. I need a goddamn on-air light outside of this freaking room. I just was recording the beginning of this episode and I was going in on my AARP elbow because I have it all in a compression band because I hit it and now I have bursitis and it's killing me and I look like an old woman who like plays tennis on the weekend. And Brett, all of a sudden I look over and Brett is standing right on the side, right out on the side of me, scared the shit out of me. And he was like, do you want the rest of your curry from last night? No, I need you to get out of here because I'm recording. When you work in radio, if you're on the air, there's a light that lights up so people know not to come in. I need to get one of those for the office because he just totally killed my vibe. I ended up deleting everything that I had recorded because it was just going to be a mess. I couldn't pick up where I left off because, like I said, he scared me. It threw me off. And now here I am starting it over. God knows what I was talking about. I was already like two minutes in. I need an on-air light ASAP. I actually really would love it if this office looked like a home studio. Uh, So many radio people right now are working from home, like recording their shows from home, and they've been posting pictures, and their home studios look so legit, and mine looks like a trap house. (laughs) So yeah, I hit my elbow recently, and apparently I have bursitis, and it fucking kills, and I post about it on my Instagram, and so many people that I know said that they have it too. Some people scared me because they said that they've had it for years. And I cannot deal with this for years. I've been wearing a brace at night, putting icy hot patches um, on it, taking ibuprofen and nothing seems to help. It is killing me. Brett's mom has it right now in her hip. I can't even imagine having it in my hip. One of my other friends says that she has it in both of her hips. I can't imagine. I literally, it's the worst pain I've ever felt. I I remember hitting my elbow super hard, but I don't remember where I was or what I was doing. And it's driving me crazy. But I remember doing it and crying because I cry when I hurt myself like I'm a little kid and it it was terrible. And I just thought that, okay, like it stings. I'm going to cry it out. I'm going to get over it. But now weeks later, I'm still suffering with it. I went and got a sling and a compression wrap from Target and the compression wrap was working. And then I went to the chiropractor and there was this old guy there that I hadn't seen before. And I told him about it, but I basically, I wasn't telling him that I had bursitis in my elbow so that he could work on that. I was basically saying, look, I have bursitis in my elbow. So I've been wearing this brace to bed. So I've been sleeping on my back, which is not normally how I sleep. And my lower back is hurting. So that's what I wanted him to focus on. And he freaking started like, trying to pop my elbow in and out of its socket. I'm like, listen, old man rivers, grumpier old men, chill, don't touch it. And ever since then, it's been killing me more than normal. So I'm like, great. Perfect. Just what I needed. You guys, I'm just going to warn you right now. This is a slow week in my life. I was PMSing to the max last week in a super bad mood. Did not want to see anyone. Did not want to talk to anyone. Was annoyed by literally everything. So uh, there wasn't much happening in my life last week besides me getting annoyed with Brett every two seconds. So we're going to talk a lot about entertainment news this episode. But I also have some really good stories to tell you that are based off some of the entertainment news that um, I'm going to talk about. Like I have a story that I've been saving for one of my podcast episodes and it's a doozy. It is a doozy. A couple of my friends already know about it because it happened like, you know, during like a certain time in my life it actually happened over the course of eight years. And you guys aren't aren't even going to believe it. It's going to take me a while to get into it. So that's probably going to consume a little bit of this episode. And you can guess what it is based off the title of episode 16, which is this episode, Catfish. 
just give you a little taste, give you a little taste of what it's about. But we'll get into that in a little bit. First, I want to talk about a couple things that did happen to me this past week. First of all, everyone's messaging me that there's another Megan Rage. She seems to be doing okay on TikTok. She's a blonde girl. She does makeup. Um, I've She also runs like a, an interior design something, I think, like some type of company with her husband. Her last name actually is Rage, I think, which jealous. But yeah, um, if everyone could stop sending me that, that'd be great. I've seen it. Don't need to see it again. Thank you very much. I try to keep you informed with products that I love, and I actually stumbled across a product recently thanks to Molly. So Molly is new to Sacramento. She's on 106.5 The End um, on afternoons. Her name on Instagram is Molly on air, M-O-L-L-I-E on air. And she does this really cool thing on her social media where she posts a product every day and then you guess the price of how much that product is going to cost. And she posts some really good things. Um, I'm always tempted to buy, but I'm always like, don't do it. And then she puts the link to the product in her bio. It's a, I think it's a genius idea. Very well done. So a couple weeks ago, she posted about this car scent and I guessed the price and the price was actually a lot lower than I expected. It was 7 99. And so I was like, "Ooh, what is this car fragrance subscription? So it's called Drift. Um, basically, it's a monthly subscription. It's $8.99 a month. And it's either $7.99 or $8.99. $7.99. $7.99 a month because I think the charge on my account was like eight bucks. So every month you go on you, the website and you pick out of like five different scents. So this month it was like Driftwood, Zen. I can't remember the other ones, but I picked Zen because it had the word lavender in it. And I was like, yeah, sold. So basically they send you a box and you put it in your car. And then the next month you go pick the next fragrance and they send it to you again. So I was like, it's worth a shot because my dad's always giving me shit for the car fresheners that I have in my car, like the fragrance fragrance runs ones from Bath and Body Works. He's like, you know, that can leak into your air conditioning system in your car and ruin everything. I'm like, OK, 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 I get it. So this is a no mess um, car fragrance. Basically, it comes with a little clip that you put onto your visor and then each month. Um, the actual fragrance is a wood. It's wood soaked in essential oils and it's magnetic. So it just pops right onto the clip that's on your visor. So I got mine in the mail last week. Before I even opened the box, I could smell the aroma through the box. It smelled so good. The Zen smells like incense. So if you're into that, oh my God, it smells freaking amazing. So we're a week in and it still smells so good. Whenever we get in the car, the smell is super strong. It's so convenient. It actually looks good in the car because like I said, it's just like a little piece of wood. Um, it's super cheap. I will keep you posted if the scent lasts the entire month. So far, so good. Um, I'll post a picture of it on my Instagram so that you guys can see it. But 1010 recommend Drift Co. I think that's how you find them um, when you Google it. But yeah, really great purchase if you're looking for a car freshener. So far, this one, 1010 recommend. Because my elbow's been hurting so much lately, I've been having like an especially hard time texting people back because it hurts. Like even right now when I'm recording this podcast, like I should just have my elbow straight, but I have it up on the desk kind of holding my notes. I just made an adjustment. But man, texting has just been especially hard for me lately. Um, I just... I don't, it's hot in our house. So my hands are sweaty. My elbow hurts. So I'm just trying to get a text out quick and I'll misspell the same word like 20 times and I'll just fucking give up and just be like, oh my God, you get what I'm trying to say. I've stopped correcting my phone from ducking to fucking like it's just ducking. You know what I'm trying to say. Also, for some reason, my finger has like been slipping when I go to put like an exclamation point or a comma. I'll put the word, I'll text the word and then a space and then a comma and then another space. And I realized last week when I was doing that, 
It's just that I'm too lazy to go fix it. But if you've seen the documentary on Netflix, Don't Fuck With Cats, you know that um, the murderer on that documentary had this weird thing when he typed in text where he put spaces in between his words and his punctuation. And I'm like, great, I'm showing signs of a serial killer. Perfect. I don't want anyone to think that. I'm just lazy and I don't want to fix it. And texting is just like, ugh. sometimes when I log onto my Instagram in the morning and I see that I have a lot of DMS, I will get on my laptop and respond from there because I'm just not about that texting life anymore. Oh, I hate it. I just, am, I don't want to do it. And I feel so bad because, you know, I have friends that are in England, um, that are constantly texting me on WhatsApp and I barely check my WhatsApp. We have a family group. Um, and I'm just, I get so behind on that because I just don't want to text. I'll forget to text my friends back. Like it's just the worst. I don't want to use my, my left hand at all because it kills. Normally I'm a texting machine. Lately, I have just not been about it. So if I haven't texted you back, I can think of a few people off the top of my head that are waiting for me to text them back. Sorry, I'm not trying to ignore you or be rude. Also, if you notice the spaces in my text, I'm not a serial killer. I'm just lazy. So Brett has moved on from listening to well-known songs while he's trying to fall asleep in bed over and over again to an X Factor audition. Yeah. So Sunday we went to my parents' house. We watched football. We had some dinner. We had appetizers. We had apple crisp dessert. Like my stepmom hooked it up. We also had some wine. So we get home on Sunday. We watch Love Island and then Brett puts his earbuds in and I'm like, oh God, here we fucking go. So I'm like, what is it going to be tonight? And I, I hear him playing something unique over and over again. And then I notice, I look over and I notice that he's watching it on YouTube and then it kind of rings a bell. He's made me watch it before. Um, um, Brett always thinks that I'm going to like the things that he likes. So he'll be like, watch this. And it's really like the worst five minutes of my life. So there's this girl and she sang this song on X, the X Factor UK. And I'll just give you a little sample of it right now. This is what he listened to over and over for maybe about an hour on Sunday night. The skies are looking back, my dear, and your heart's lost all its hope. After dawn, there will be sunshine, and all the dust will go. The skies will clear, my darling. I'll wake up with the one I love the most, and in the morning, I'll make you up some tea and toast. Tea and toast. That is what Brett listened to for over an hour on repeat on YouTube. And then after that, I because I was still awake watching something on TV, I looked over and he typed something else in YouTube and it was very specific. I forget what the, the band and the song was, but it was the band and the song. And then after that, it was live Leeds Festival 2007. Like, damn, we're getting so specific with the videos that you want to watch. Not only the song and the band. Yeah, that's normal. But you have the specific year and performance from a certain venue that you want to watch. Like, you can't just watch the official music video on Vivo. What's the deal? I don't understand. Someone please explain this to me. Oh, fucking bread. He kills me. I just started playing that song to record into the program that I record my podcast in. And of course, I got a phone call and I was like, God damn it. Who's calling me right now? Because you get so many telemarketing calls a day. So I ignored it. And I just realized the location that the call was coming from. And I think it might have something to do with the big announcement that I can't tell you yet. And now I'm like, great. I hope they leave a voicemail. That's just how my life's going lately. Like, it's just... uh, 
I don't, it's just one thing after another. I just feel like things have just been kind of a shit show, but that's life, right? You have ups and downs. Speaking of ups and downs, I posted last night um, a picture that Pink posted on her Instagram about her and her husband, Corey, and it just had like the best realist caption ever. Um, it like almost made me tear up when I was reading it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it to you in case you haven't seen it yet. So it's, it's a picture of Pink holding or hugging her husband. And the caption says, my friend took this photo of us. He's still my favorite sweet little dirt ball. He and I have been at this a long time, and it is our relentless and stubborn idealism that keeps us together. Marriage is awful, wonderful, comfort, and rage. It is boring, terrifying, and a total nail biter. It is loving another creature while trying to love yourself. It is a lifetime of coming back to the table. People laugh at us because we're either fighting or laughing. They roll their eyes when we talk about therapy, but I'll tell you what, it's worth it. All of it. Even when it isn't. Therapy isn't for the weak or the hippies or liberals. It's for broken people that want to be whole. It's for runaways that want a family. It's a lesson on how to sit down and listen. How to love yourself so the other person can too. I love you, babe. I'm grateful we made it to this photo. Like, oh my God, that is freaking goals. I know they separated for a while and then got back together, but I just freaking love how honest she is in that caption. I was like in bed in my feels after watching Love Island. Yes, I get in my feels after watching Love Island. That show is made me cry more times than I'd like to admit. And then I read that and I'm like, I'm not crying. You're crying. I think I cried like four times yesterday. I, I just, like I said, it's been one of those weeks, one of those months, actually one of those years, 2020, man. Am I right? I've been recording my show for Oregon, you know, my radio show. And I can't tell you how many times a day I'm like, 2020, am I right? Like, can that just be a, should I get that on a shirt or something? Should my next stickers have my, have my logo and then say 2020, am I right? It's crazy how some people that you follow on Instagram that may have no idea can have like such an impact on your life and how you treat certain situations. So I've been following and I'm friends with this person in real life too, although we haven't hung out very many times. Her name's Lindsay. She actually is um, a personal life coach. And she posts things all the time about like positive body image, um, about, you know, diet fads and things that you shouldn't be buying into and how you should just love yourself and ways that you can do that. And she's really opened my eyes to things that I say or how I treat certain topics or things that I repost or like or follow or even things that I believe in, in a way. Um, she's a really good follow on Instagram. I'll give you her Instagram handle right now so that you can follow her. It's Lindsay with no D. So L-I-N. S-E-Y-L-E-V-Y. That's how you find her on Instagram. Um, and she always posts, you know, videos, life hacks, but realistic ones, um, quotes, other pages that are inspirational and motivational about body positivity and just like being a good person in general. And I found that even on this podcast, you know, I asked one episode, like, why do people wear masks in their cars? And why would I need my podcast transcribed? She's provided answers for both of those things. And she just always makes me see another side of things that I might not always see. And people like that, I like following people like that on social media that make me think, that open my eyes to other opinions. You're probably wondering why I'm talking about this, where I'm going with this. Well, um, not only was I about to start talking about Instagram and a problem that I've been having, but also I want to start implementing accounts that you should be following. In each episode, I'm going to feature an account that um, I find useful or interesting or just love to follow, whether it's funny or informative. 
the reason that I was thinking about Instagram and what inspired me in the first place is I've been having like a little bit of Instagram anxiety. So when I first started on Instagram, which was so long ago, like I remember when I first started it, um, I remember where I was. I was in my ex-boyfriend's kitchen. He was out of town. I don't even think we were together at the time. I think we had broken up. He was out of town and I was watching our dog that we mutually got together. And I was with my friend Katie. And I think maybe my friend Annalise. I, I, can't, I know I was definitely with Katie. She was like, have you heard about this new um, photo account? You upload a photo and you could put all these filters on it. And so it was just me, her and like one other person. And we just used to post like the stupidest pictures. I mean, my, my very first picture, I think is a salad that you can't even see the lettuce or any of the toppings because it's just covered in it's basically a bowl of ranch um so and then Instagram started to pick up and people started to get on it and then it became like the social media platform to be on well I used to care way too much about social media I think everyone did at some point or still does and if you do I don't I don't know read a book But back in the day, I used to be like, oh, I can't be following more people than are following me. Like, oh, there's a thousand people following me. I have to keep my number under a thousand people. Like, ew, that is so disgusting. So I used to unfollow people all the time. And this was years ago. I'm talking like, I don't like eight years ago. I used to do this, maybe six. But no, that even seems a little too soon. Um, Now I will follow a bag of lettuce on Instagram. I do not give a fuck. But because I had this mentality a long time ago, there's people that I should be following like people that I've been friends with forever, people I went to high school with that I'm not following. And I just feel like it's so awkward to start following them now. Like it is, it gives me, I'm, my, my hands are sweating as I'm talking about this and I should just pull the trigger and do it. But I feel so guilty that I used to be such a douchebag all those years ago. And I wasn't following these people that were my friends because I gave a shit about a number. Like what in the world? What is, what was wrong with me? So yeah, if you know that I'm like your friend, I've been your friend for a long time and I'm not following you and you know it, can you just like tell me it's okay so that I can start following you and I can end this awkward anxiety that I have within myself? Okay, thanks. Does anyone else have this problem? No, just me? Okay. I just mentioned dogs. Speaking of dogs, Brett and I have made some major improvements on the name of our future dog. It was it was getting real bad for a minute there. Brett wanted to name the dog Steve if it was a boy, which is, is funny, but Steve is also his dad's name, so that could be very confusing. I wanted to name it Tuck if it was a boy, because Tuck and Chuck, I thought that was really cute. It reminds me of Surf and Turf, only we do not eat our animals. I just, it was something that was causing an argument every time we were talking about it. So I just decided to put it aside. We would revisit it when the time comes. Maybe, you know, we would see the dog and a name would come to us. But we were at my brother and sister-in-law's house over the weekend. And (laughs) Brett was like, oh my God, what if we name it Polly if it's a boy and Snooky if it's a girl? Because Brett and I have been obsessed with watching the Jersey Shore. I mean, of course, I've already watched it, but I got Brett on the Jersey Shore train. Like, I'm sure I've talked about that in a previous episode, but he loves it. He loves Polly D, as do I. I love Snooky. So if we get a boy dog, it's going to be called Polly. And if it's a girl, it's going to be Snooky. I'm kind of hoping for a boy because I like the name Polly more, but you know, we'll see. So there's an update on dog life. Other than that, I have no updates. I did start reading Brett these dog books like a bedtime story. I think I read to him for like 20 minutes the other day. Lord knows if he was paying attention. Let's cross our fingers because like I said, I'm going to need some help. So he needs to pay attention. I was like, can you put your phone down and listen? But you know, when someone's reading to you, 
And it's like not a children's book. Like I'm reading to him as an adult. Is any of this getting absorbed? I guess it really all depends on how he like absorbs information. So like I said, let's hope so. Also, while I was at my brother and sister-in-law's over the weekend, we decided that, okay, so two things. We decided that on Halloween, um, the sisters, we were going to dress up in those like blow up costumes. You know, the ones that... I don't know how to explain them. The blow up costumes, you know, you get inside and you put a fan in and they blow up. So um, my sister-in-law was going to be an upside down clown. I was going to be the poop emoji. Yes, I picked that when I was drunk. Um, My sister-in-law's sister was going to be a unicorn. And then, oh my gosh, this is such a mouthful. My sister-in-law's brother's (laughs) girlfriend was going to be a tiger. I think that's what it was. So she got all the costumes in the mail and she was like let's test these out let's give them a test run just to make sure that they're all good because some of the packages looked open from Amazon so she gets inside hers and it is not functional there's no way that we could dress up like this for Halloween our plan was to sit out in the driveway put out a candy station and a sanitation station sanitation station and dress up in these costumes and drink white claws well you can't drink white claws from inside these costumes because your hands aren't free hers weren't that's for sure she was an upside down clown if you saw my Instagram story from over the weekend I don't think I've laughed this hard or that hard this year I was laughing so hard and with all the the smoke in the air I was choking like I was wheezing it sounded like I was dying it was the funniest thing ever but yeah those costumes are not functional so now I don't know what the hell we're gonna do for Halloween um her my sister-in-law's sister she's really good at makeup so I was like "Ooh, what if she does all of our makeup and makes us look like hocus pocus but I also feel bad because I'm like can you do all of our makeup for Halloween okay thanks like what a bitch So I'm hoping that something else comes to me, something easy. We don't want to spend a ton of money because obviously Halloween is not going to be what it normally is, which is so unfortunate because it's on a weekend this year. 2020, man. Am I right? (laughs) Um, Also that night, we ate a dog treat. So her little dog Buttercups was inside and I forget what I was trying to get her to do. I was trying to get her to do something. And she was like, oh, my sister-in-law was like, oh, give her a treat. So I opened up the bag and I was like, why do these smell like Bisquick blueberry pancake mix? And she was like, oh, yeah, it kind of does. And I was like, why do I really want to try one? So we both pulled a little dog treat out of the bag and ate it. It tastes it's it's crazy because even when I was chewing it, it smelled like blueberry, but it tasted like cardboard. Like I do not see why dogs like it. There's no flavor to it. No wonder they want human food. Even their dog treats taste like garbage. Oh man, what a night that was. Normally, lately this summer, I can probably think of two times that I was like lit. I just have not been finding alcohol as appealing as I used to. I think it's because for a while I was drinking vodka sodas and I was liking an Aperella spritz and then I was liking Chardonnay, but my taste in wine has totally changed. And so alcohol to me just has not been sounding that appealing. I just don't know what to drink. It's not that I don't want to have a drink, but like I want a craft cocktail and I don't have the shit or the talent to make myself a craft fucking cocktail. Okay. So, um, I do like a rosé. There's a rosé at Trader Joe's that my friend Cody turned me on to. It's just their petite rosé. It's Trader Jones, Joe's brand, but it says Napa Valley on the front because the grapes are from, Na- from Napa Valley. It's a $5.99 rosé. It's so good. Also Purple Moon from Trader Joe's. It's a $3.99 Chardonnay and I don't normally like Chardonnays anymore. I don't like anything oaky. I don't like anything buttery, but this is the polar opposite. It's so good and it's only $3.99. So I brought a bottle over to my sister-in-law's and I drank the whole thing, which I don't normally do anymore. I don't. Anyway, so I had such a bad headache. It also explains why I ate a dog treat (laughs) and why the Halloween costume mishap was so freaking funny. 
that would have been funny with or without the wine though, because people were, D- I had so many DMs of like, I'm fucking dying. Cause it was that funny before I get full blown in all the entertainment news that I have written down. I want to ask for a little bit of help. So Brett has trouble sleeping. Um, he, <laughs> for a long time, he either drinks way too much z or takes like six Aleve PMs at night. Cause part of the reason he can't sleep is cause he has really bad sh- shoulder pain. He had shoulder reconstructive surgery on one side, but he, he thinks that he needs it on the other side. So his shoulder really hurts. Um, he can't fall asleep. I tell him that he's on his phone too much right before bed. But even if he puts his phone down, he just like has a really restless night's sleep. Now, we've tried melatonin. Um, we've tried using essential oils. Nothing works. And so by the end of the week, well, by the middle of the week, he is super grumpy. And I mean, just, you know, not feeling his best because he can't sleep at night. So if anyone has any sleep remedies that have worked for them um, outside of just like the basic like, duh. Of course, we've tried that. Please let me know if you have something that's worked for you. We are willing to try anything. I feel so bad because I typically can fall asleep at night and I normally sleep through the night. But Brett is just like a completely different story. I'll wake up in the morning and he's like, I didn't sleep at all last night. So if anyone has any remedies that doesn't involve drinking a bottle of wine before bed, um, please send them my way. Brett will definitely appreciate it. And we're like willing to try anything. First thing that I want to jump into isn't exactly entertainment news, but Reese's is releasing a peanut butter cup that has potato chips in it, and I'm fucking dying to try it. There used to be a sandwich on the secret menu at Beach Hut. It was... Oh, God, why can't a skinny? No, that was actually on the menu. I forget what it was called, but it was peanut butter, potato chips and pickles. Now, not a lot of people knew about this. Some people did, but it was the bombest thing ever. Like that salty and sweet combo plus with a pickle. Oh, it was so freaking good. So, yeah, Reese's Pieces is releasing this big ass peanut butter cup that has potato chips in it. So if anyone sees it, let your girl know. Okay. First, I want to start with Dancing with the Stars last night. Well, first of all, Christine from Selling Sunset over the weekend posted a video on her story about how, like, I can't wait to get back in the dance studio and posted a video of her dancing with, I don't know, some dance instructor. And all I could think was, Jesus, this is thirsty. Like, attention whore much? Are you jealous that Chriselle's on Dancing with the Stars? Because it sure seems like it. And I'm not even a Christine hater. Everyone's like, I hate Christine. I don't dislike her that much. I mean, yeah, she's a bitch, but I love her look and I love how like bold and honest and blunt she is but yeah that was looking a bit thirsty and now she's been posting all these articles teasing that she might be getting her own spinoff show um about what because I feel like everyone knows that you're not really a real estate agent um someone recently on TikTok tried to find her license ID or whatever it's called on the um website for Offen Offenhagen Margen Offenhoppen I don't freaking know what those twin brothers names are Offenharm group Offenhaben Offenhagen, Hubacher. I don't fucking know. But everyone was listed except for her and Davina. Like their license numbers weren't on the website. Bruh, where is it? What's the deal? So first things first with Dancing with the Stars. Chriselle, I feel like she didn't deserve the score that she got. Like, yeah, she wasn't the best, but there were plenty of people last night that were worse than her. Like, I felt so bad at the score that she got. And as a whole, I feel like everyone did pretty good. Like, there's a lot of good dances dancers on this season. I don't know what it's been like in seasons past because, I, I mean, I've watched clips of the show, but I haven't watched it in, in its entirety. And even last night, the people I didn't care about, I was so tempted to fast forward 
forward, but I'm so glad I didn't because if I would have fast forwarded, I would have never found out that Anne Hetch is a character. Like who knew that woman had so much personality? I totally rem- remember her from 40 Days and 40 Nights or whatever that movie's called with Harrison Ford. I forgot that she was in that, but she was hilarious and her dancing was so freaking good. Yeah, I felt so bad for Chriselle. She was like the third from the last. I didn't feel like she deserved that. But I also just, I'm so half and half with her. Like, I hate her, but I also love her. I just felt like she was so annoying in the interview too. Like, no one is that happy. And I get that she's doing it for the cameras. But just like, I wonder who Chriselle is at her core. Like, does anyone know? Does anyone know who she actually is? Like, when the cameras are off, I just feel like she's super thirsty. Um, Like, E.T., like, bottom of the barrel media sources that have been posting stories about her this week she's been reposting them on her Instagram and I just feel like she's really thirsty for attention and she's finally getting her big break even though Dancing with the Stars is where like D-list celebrities go but I still feel like I don't know last night she felt like it was her time to shine she came out on stage she was looking good like F you Justin Hartley come look at how good I look and then the judges do her dirty by giving her such a terrible score I mean I wonder if Justin Hartley was even watching it I doubt it but I mean, he probably saw clips today. That's what I would be thinking, though. Like, oh, this is my revenge body, my revenge, like TV time. Come look at how good I look. Tyra. Can we talk about Tyra for a second? Because she is the worst host ever. She bugs me. Her makeup looked bad on camera. So did her hair. Like, I just I I always think back to her on um, America's top model is that what it was called America's next top model and how she would prepare people for doing like TV hosting or I don't know and she just thinks that she's the shit at everything and she is not and she proved that last night she's over the top um I'm not gonna blame anyone for flubs on live TV because hi I do radio and that happens and she's only human but I just feel like she's too extra and she kept saying like you know I'm gonna keep it real but it's all an act like why don't you just actually keep it real and like be yourself and talk in your normal voice and just do better Tyra because I can't handle you all season long you're so fucking annoying another person that I really liked was Neve from Catfish I thought that he was gonna do so bad and he didn't do bad at all like I was so impressed by him and he's just animated so all of his facial expressions were great but what I did think was weird was afterwards when they interviewed him they were like oh you know your wife and kids are at home watching do you want to say anything to them and he looked at the camera and addressed his wife and said basically said like hey you don't have anything to worry about even though my dance partner's great like I've never loved you more and it really got me thinking like I wonder if being on the on Dancing with the Stars causes issues in marriages because you get really close to your dance partner. So many relationships have come out of the Dancing with the Stars season. Hello, Nikki Bella just had a kid with um, Caitlin Bristow's partner. Like I said, I just started watching the season, so I don't know everyone by name. But I wonder if like Nikki Bella was at home like thinking like I fell in love with him last season on the set so Caitlin Bristow better not get too close anyways it was just like a very weird moment from Neve and right afterwards I was like ooh, that felt icky like I didn't like that and I felt like his dance partner felt awkward too did anyone else catch that or was it just me Regardless of that, I freaking love Neve. And this stems back to his very first big break when he released the Catfish documentary before catfishing was even a thing. Like, he's the person that gave it a name. And then he's, you know, had the MTV show since then. He's appeared on so many different shows. And I've heard that he's really nice in person. But the whole reason that I even know about him is because I was catfished for eight years. 
I've actually been catfished twice, but we're going to get into the one that I that lasted the longest. And that's my big story for this episode. And like, excuse me ahead of time, because like I said, it happened over the course of eight years and it started when I was in high school. So some of the details are a little bit blurry, but we're going to dive into it. We're going to dissect it. I was laying in bed last night, like trying to remember all the details and writing some things down that I could remember. Um, some things might be a little bit foggy, but buckle up, bitches, because here we fucking go. I will never forget, it was junior year in computer class, and that was around the time that MySpace came out. It was so new that it wasn't even blocked on school computers yet. And so I remember my friend Sarah and I, we signed up for MySpace um, in computer class at school. And this, when you think about it, like I don't remember too many details about MySpace, but I do know that you like added strangers on there. Like you talked to people that you didn't know. Like that was really when networking started. Social networking. MySpace. That's where it all started. And I remember like friend, I mean, I mean, I don't remember friend suggestions come came up, but I do remember that um, this guy, Kyle, popped up for me, Kyle Matthews. Um, and he was this really cute blonde guy. Uh, I added him on MySpace. I don't remember really much of the details in the beginning, but we started talking. And he had this best friend named Jake who started talking to one of my best friend in high school, Sarah things really like progressed. I would stay up late and talk to him on the computer. He lived in Washington. He lived in Washington. And I used to stay up. I used to talk to him on AIM or on MySpace all the fucking time. Like I would stay up so freaking late talking to him. And he was so nice, like seemed like a very sweet and innocent kid. Never talked to him on the phone. This was way before video calling. We never texted. It was only on AIM and like MySpace chat and stuff. This went on for years. Like I talked to this kid and so did my friend, but I'm really just going to focus on like my portion of the story. So I talked to him for years. Like I talked to him after my mom died. I talked to him after I got my driver's license. I talked to him after prom. I had all these big expectations for prom night. You know, I went to prom with a guy from Rio and I was like, oh, you know, those Rio boys freaking got a sweatshirt out of that night and that's it. (laughs) What a hoe. Just kidding. No, but really. Um, So I came home after prom and talked to him online Um, you know, he was always posting fresh pictures. There were points in our, in our, you know, in the time that we talked where like he had girlfriends, I had boyfriends, I would see pictures of them and vice versa. Um, we would email, uh, back when like phones didn't have all the capabilities of getting on social media and stuff like that's how we would communicate because he wouldn't give me his phone number, which, you know, back then I, I guess it just didn't seem weird. I forget how this part came about, but this part's very important. So this girl, I'm not going to name her name. She ended up being from Sacramento or being from the Folsom area and knowing both Jake and Kyle. And so Sarah and I went to Elk Grove and we met with her. And at this point, I think we were out of high school because she was about to graduate high school and we were going to help her get a job at Beach Hut. Not the one that we worked at, but a different one. She was so cool. She said that her grandparents lived next door to Kyle, the one that I had been talking to, and that she had met him through the years, yada, yada, yada. So we got this girl a job. We kept in touch with her. Um, we hung out with her every once in a blue moon, but it was it was pretty rare. Um, one Valentine's Day, she asked to meet up with us, and she gave us flowers that the boys had allegedly sent to her to give to us. Um, we were just so fucking naive. So <laughs> this continues for a while. I actually lose touch with Kyle for 
maybe like a year and then reconnect with him. I remember it was when I worked at the bank because I remember emailing him while I was at work. There was one time where Sarah and I stayed up till 4 a.m. Um, making signs. We took, we made signs out of glitter. I called Kyle Keele and Sarah called Jake I think just Jakester. And so we made them this sign. We stayed up super late. We Sarah did all of our makeup. She forgot to fill in my brows because that wasn't a thing back then. Um, we got our makeup done like in the middle of the night and took a picture on our digital camera, loaded it to a computer, sent it to them on whatever platform we were talking to them on by this point. MySpace was probably done. We're probably talking to them now on Facebook. And that's the picture that you're going to see. I'm going to post it on Instagram. What the Chuck podcast is how you'll find me. Um, that is from like when we were maybe 19 years old. Another time when it was Kyle's birthday, I went to Bella Vista High School and made a sign out of Oreos because he loved Oreos that said, happy birthday, Kyle. Like when I say we talk to them all the time, like we talk to them all the time. It never got icky. Like it never was, it was never creepy. It was always just like confiding in these long conversations. And can I meet you? Can I talk to you on the phone? Like what, how come I've never actually seen your face like on a video call or on a, how come I've never heard your voice on a phone call? Like it's so weird. And yeah, it was, it did raise red flags. But like I said, it was back before like spoofing people on the internet was a thing. So it just like wasn't even a thought in our mind. There was this one time where they said that they were going to call into Beach Hut and um, we did get a phone. We, they told us what time we did get two phone calls back to back and they hung up and then they said like the phone disconnected or whatever. Well, I had saved that phone number in my phone. So fast forward a couple years. I don't work at Beach Hut anymore. I have literally never deleted a phone number out of my phone. Like if you've ever given me your phone number, it's in my phone. I should really go through and clean it out. But I mean, that would take a lot of time. Just like there's 36,000 pictures and videos in my camera roll. And I mean, all this time I haven't had a job. You would think I would go through it, but it just, oh, it stresses me out. Like I've become a really neat person over the years. I used to be very messy. My friend Christy used to come over just to clean my room. She used to fucking love it. I'm a very neat and organized person now. After I brush my hair, I fucking vacuum the floor like it's it's real. But God forbid I clean up my camera roll and God forbid I go through my contacts. So years later, um, I remember my friend Summer and her God fiance at the time. They lived downtown and it was back when Netflix was like a, a DVD delivery service. And she was like, I just got this thing from Netflix. It's so good. You should watch it. And I think she had in the back of her mind my situation because everyone knew about Kyle, like literally everyone I talked to him all the time. He was just like this companion that I had. So I take this DVD home and I watch it and it's Catfish. And I am like, holy fucking shit. This has just rocked my world. And I start to like see very clearly what's been happening over the course of like eight years. So I start going to Kyle's. I, I don't know if it was his Instagram or his Facebook. I don't know what social media we were working with at this point, but I go through his followers and I start messaging people. He said that he went to a certain college. So I start messaging people from that college asking if they know him. Um, I found a few girls who said that they were also talking to him, but had never met him. Like, yeah, he said he was going to meet up on campus and then I show up and he's not there and he makes up some excuse. And no one kind of saw that, you know, this was strange, not normal. Um, I talked to a few girls that were in that type of situation with him. So I kept digging. I had a few friends that were helping me. I know my friend Katie was helping me. I remember being at Spinburger, which was on the corner of like uh, Ellen 16th, like over by where, um, what's that pizza place called now where you do the pizza pieology it's where that place used to be. It was like a burger place and you could get on a stationary bike. And if you like 
I don't know, rode the bike like really fast and hard. You could get a free milkshake or something. But I remember being there with like my laptop and my phone and we were digging deep, like researching names, trying to reverse like Google image search this guy. And we couldn't come up with anything. And finally, one day I was at home and Facebook released this feature where you could plug your phone like into your computer and every person in your contact list that you were also friends with on Facebook, it would link up. Like the the phone numbers would match the Facebook profile. So I hooked my phone up to my computer and I did this. And the beach hut collar, the one that hung up, it matched to a profile who was here local. And guess whose fucking profile it was? Um, the girl that we had met up with that knew both of these boys, it was her sister or cousin or something. It was a relative of this girl. And I'm like, holy crap. So uh, my friend Sarah and I, I think we had a falling out and we hadn't talked for years. I broke the silence. I texted her. I was like, you will never guess what I just like figured out. I was like, that girl that claims to have known Jake and Kyle all these years, I think we've actually been talking to her. And so I confront her and I wish screenshots and shit was still a thing because I'm sure how this all came about was very climatic, but it happened. I mean, probably happened when I it probably came to a head when I was like 24 and I'm 33, so almost 10 years ago. So yeah, I just don't remember all the details super clearly, but I totally busted her out. And she basically said that she had originally created these MySpace pages to creep on her ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend. And Sarah and I added these two fake pages that she made and she couldn't like blow her cover and she didn't want to like sound weird and say, hey, this is a fake profile. So she just started talking to us and like us, it just developed into someone that we confided in and vice versa. So I don't remember if this was a phone conversation that I had with her or if it was over text, but I remember being fucking livid and just embarrassed. Like I've wasted all these years talking to someone that, you know, I've confided in in this person for like major milestones in my life. Like I said, like when I lost my mom, when I got like my driver, like, you know, just big things in my life. I talked to this person and it was all a lie. So I, I end the conversation. I block her off everything. I end up finding the real people, the real Jake and Kyle. And the real Jake, I, I messaged him like probably the longest message I've ever typed out in my life. And I sent it to him. And he thought I was a psycho, rightfully so, because it sounded like a crazy situation. But I was like, look, my, you know, one of my best friends has been talking to you for the past eight years, but it wasn't actually you. It was this girl that was pretending to be you. And he kind of listened to me, but he also kind of blew me off. He thought it was crazy, but thought I was crazy. I'm actually pretty sure I'm still friends with him on Facebook. But Kyle, the one that I was talking to, ended up being from Arizona. So Jake was from Boston, I believe, like the real Jake. And then the real Kyle's from Arizona and he was married and him and his wife owned a hair salon. And I didn't find his profile, but I found his wife's profile. And I kind of reached out for her saying like, someone's been impersonating your husband for years. I, I think she saw it and never wrote me back. Um, I can't remember what his real name was, but Jake's real name was Jake or Jake's actual name was Jake in real life, which was crazy. But Kyle's name was not Kyle. Anyways, so this girl had just gotten images off these two people's real profiles through the years and just updated them. So the Kyle's girlfriend that he had off and on through the years, like from high school through college, was his wife, his actual real life wife. So crazy. A couple years later, I was at K-Bar downtown with, um, it was after concert in the park. I remember what I was wearing. It's this memory sticks out so vividly to me. I was with my friend Kiki. I was with Nina. I was with Carly. And all of a sudden I looked over and this girl, the catfish, walked into K-Bar and I freaking freaked out. I went to the bathroom. I like 
had a low key panic attack. I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Like, I can't confront her. I don't want to talk to this girl. I don't want to see this girl. And I think she saw me too. And when I came out of the bathroom, she was gone and I've never had a run in with her again. She probably has me blocked on social media. So I don't, I've searched, she has a kind of common name. So I don't think that even if I, I I mean, I wouldn't be able to find her and nor am I interested in finding her. Like, I don't want to know where, I don't want to know anything about her. The whole thing gives me anxiety. It's just so fucking crazy. I mean, now you just wouldn't get away with something like that because of the way that the internet and social media and technology has progressed. Like there's just no way. Plus, thanks to Neve Shulman, we know what a catfish is and we know what to look out for. I mean, that just, that's why the show Catfish, I feel like it's mainly fake now because there's no way people are falling for this shit. There's no way how, how like the these days I look back at this story and I'm like, hi, red flag from the very beginning, red flag, red flag, flag on the field. That's why I just don't understand how it can still happen to people in this day and age, which is why I now think that the show's fake. But at first, man, that shit was real and it hit me, struck a chord deep. I actually have another catfish story, but that one's pretty long, too. I'll save that one for another day. That one might be worse and a little more dangerous, but I God. Man, and I wasn't even allowed to have a cell phone. I would let my friend Christy have, I would pay her money so I could take her cell phone home at night to text people because I had bad grades and I was just like a class clown and I was always doing shit to get in trouble. So I wasn't allowed to have a phone. I wasn't allowed to be on the, like my parents took the precautions so that I wouldn't do shit like this and I still found a way to do it. So best believe when I have kids, they're about to be on lock the fuck down. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet, but I have plenty of time to plan for that. (laughs) Things were scary back then, but things are 10 times scarier online now. Like, thank God I'm alive and I didn't get murdered. And yeah, so that's why I love Neve so much, because he caused me to uncover the biggest catfish of my life. I hope that he makes it far. I actually think that he will. Um, of course, we have to talk about Carol. Yes, we're still talking about Dancing with the Stars. That was a little interruption in the midst of talking about Dancing with the Stars. Carol Baskin, like I knew she was going to be bad, but I did not realize how cringe it was actually going to be. Her hands, her performance, her face, her body language, her poor partner. I mean, obviously, these professional dancers go into the show hoping that they're going to win. They're obviously competitive. They're athletes. But um, yeah, there's no shot in hell that guy's going to win with Carol fucking Baskin. And... I also thought that it was funny that Julianne Huff's brother, Derek, I think that's his name. I thought that it was funny that he did the Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Only she, he used different lyrics that had to do with dancing. But I bet she felt so uncomfortable. Like, I bet she set a bunch of stipulations like don't talk about certain things on this show. Only who is she to name what people can and can't talk about? Because she is the most D-list celebrity on the cast this season. It was also crazy. Tyra asked her a question and this old bat. I mean, obviously she couldn't hear her and it was the most awkward thing ever Tyra was like oh oh okay everything about it was just so cringe possibly my favorite part of last night's Dancing with the Stars though was the commercial please tell me that you guys saw the commercials luckily I read about it before the episode premiered so I knew to look out for it because normally I would just fast forward through the commercials I always let my reality shows air live for an hour and then I start watching them that way I can fast forward so Don Lewis Carol Baskin's ex-husband the one that she is you know suspect of murdering 
his family took out a commercial, paid for a commercial to run during Dancing with the Stars, basically saying, we think Carol Baskin murdered our dad. If you have any information regarding our dad's disappearance or about Carol Baskin, please come forward. They even offered or are offering a $100,000 reward. So I read on TMZ today that the producers let Carol know 10 minutes before she was about to perform that that commercial was actually going to be aired. And she said that um, it didn't affect her performance, that she still went out and, quote, killed it. Oh, did, did you kill it? Did you kill him? That's the real question. I also think that it's crazy that 48 Hours aired a special just last week called 48 Hours Suspicion, and it was all about how Carol Baskin potentially murdered her husband. Yet here she is on Dancing with the Stars. Like, it just fucking blows my mind. If you missed the commercial, I'll put it up on my website, um, MeganRage.com, so that you can check it out. I will also put up Deb, uh, I think that's her name, Farah's mom, released another music video. Equally as embarrassing, the lyrics are bad, the video's bad, everything about it is bad. It's so cringe. So I'll put the commercial and that music video on my website, MeganRage.com. I'll probably put them under the same, no, I'll probably put them under two different postings. So look out for both of those. Let's talk about Chris Evans. Chris Evans. <laughs> I have a funny story about Chris Evans and it has to do with one of my friends, but I don't know if I should tell the story. One of my friends was like, Chris Evans, I'm not going to say who this was. Chris Evans is so hot. He's definitely my favorite Avenger. Wait, let me backtrack. I was talking about how I haven't watched all the Marvel movies and I don't know what order to watch them in. And I'm, I'm sure my friend Brie and also Jay, they've sent me the order in which I need to watch these damn movies in probably a million times. And then I never end up doing it. I have Disney Plus. I want to see all the movies that Chadwick Boseman was in, which is what has inspired me to watch all the Marvel movies. So I was talking about this with a couple of my friends and one of my friends was like, oh, Chris Evans is my favorite Avenger. Like I would do weird things to him. He kind of reminds me of my brother. <laughs> Excuse me, what? You would do weird things to him, but he reminds you of your brother? Well, good news, because you could see a picture of his thing a lang a lang that was accidentally leaked over the weekend. So basically, Chris Evans posted a screen grab from his camera roll. But you know, when you stop a screen grab at the bottom of the screen, it'll show like your camera roll, basically the last like five or six pictures that you've taken. Well, there was a dick pic on there and everyone in the world could see it. He deleted it soon afterwards. But I mean, it's on Reddit if you're curious. Now, a lot of people were tweeting and saying like, don't post too much about this because he has anxiety and he's a good person and we shouldn't bully him. And that person, all the people that were tweeting that are absolutely right. Like, there's so many things going around like, you know, about how we're, we slut shame women, but for men, it's not the same. There's a double standard. The whole point of me telling this story is not to shame him or to not to pick a side or have a stance against any of this. That's not what I like to get into on this podcast. I like to keep it light and airy. What I do want to talk about is how he ended up addressing this whole dick pic situation by saying on Twitter, now that I have your attention with a hand on the face emoji and a hmm emoji vote November 3rd <laughs> which is such a classy way to go about it he was on a talk show this morning and he said you know things happen of course it's, of course it's embarrassing but you got to keep it moving and uh you know go vote on November 3rd and I think that was very well played Chris Evans I wasn't really necessarily a fan of his I don't want to do weird things to him like my friend does but um I did gain some respect for him because he handled that really well I was so mad last week. I recorded my podcast. I was downstairs editing it. Brett was in the office and it's so much fucking about to like come back up, 
plug all my shit back in and insert, you know, audio into a topic that I'm talking about. So like if I fuck up on something, I just let it roll. That's life. Like Chris Evans said, shit happens. We're human. Um, So last week I'm done recording my podcast. I'm about to edit it downstairs. I unplug everything. I go downstairs, get on Instagram for a second and see that Kim Kardashian posted that keeping up with the Kardashians is going to end at like season 21. I think it's going to end next year. And I was like, God damn it. I even talked about Kim Kardashian in this episode. Episode. I should really go back upstairs and insert this, but meh, I'll just talk about it next week. So here I am talking about it today. I I mean, I knew this was going to come eventually. Courtney doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. Kanye is a mess. Kim probably doesn't want that documented. So I feel like now's the right time for it to end. Of course, we have a few seasons before it actually does end. They're already teasing season 19, I believe. Um, the preview just went up today and they're making it seem like Courtney and Scott are having another baby. Uh, I'm, the, I'm, the producers, they know how to reel us in because Immediately after I saw this trailer, I set up a recording on my DVR so that I could watch the upcoming season. I've kind of fallen up off the keeping up with the Kardashians train just because we always know what's going on in their lives like this. Whenever a show comes out, this happened like three months ago. So we know everything already, but I'm interested in the plots that they have going this upcoming season. So I, I will probably watch here and there. It just makes me wonder what's happening to the E! Network. Like, I know there's still Total Diva shows on E! Network, right? But like, what else is on that network? I'd recently read, um, I think it was Clickbait, but they were, uh, this article was saying that E! News was disappearing, that they were taking it off the air. Um, so I wonder if like E! Network is having some issues is possibly going under. I mean, imagine how much each of the Kardashians made through the years for keeping up with the Kardashians. I read, I mean, it can't 40 million. It seems like a lot, right? I feel like I read an article recently that said that they each get 40 million, but that, that can't be, can that be? I'm going to look it up right now. Okay. So yeah, 40 million was way off. Maybe 40 million a season. No, even that's way off. So each season is about 20 episodes and each Kardashian Jenner takes home about 930,000 per episode. Yikes. That is freaking crazy. So yeah, I mean, I know networks have big money, but I mean, that is, that is the biggest money in the game. It has to be right. It's just so crazy that it's coming to an end. Like, I wonder what they're all gonna do now. I mean, I know they all have their own thing on social media, like Instagram, skims, perfume, makeup, but uh, I mean, that's the show that made them who they are. I know some people are like, stop talking about this. I don't care about the Kardashians. If you're a Kardashian hater, sorry about it. I'm done talking about it now, but I am going to move on to Jen Hartley and Chad from The Bachelor. Yeah, like evil Chad. Chad Johnson, that's his last name. I was trying to think of it. So he moved to Vegas. He's gotten into porn. He does OnlyFans, yada, yada, yada. Well, he was recently spotted out with Jen Hartley, which is Ronnie from the Jersey Shore's baby mama. So they were making out all over TMZ. It looked super staged. And then the next day, Jen Hartley came back and said, Oh, like I was super drunk. They took advantage of me. They took all those videos of me and Chad making out when I was intoxicated and sold them to TMZ without my permission. And then Chad came back and said, she was telling my friends, record this and send it to TMZ. So, I mean, they're both a hot mess, but I just wonder how Ronnie's going to feel about this because apparently Ronnie and Chad were friends prior to him making out with his baby mom. The videos are crazy. They are like two peas in a pod, both a hot mess. Like Chad Johnson what the fuck? Is that guy ever going to wake up or is he just going to spiral? 
until he hits the bottom. He's very close to it, by the way. Last but not least, you know I want to talk about The Bachelor. All the teasers and trailers have been starting to come out. I'm loving every second of it. The teaser for Claire's season, I mean, allegedly she's only going to be in the first couple episodes. It looks a whole season long. Guys are crying. She's screaming at someone. She's making out with people. I cannot wait to see what freaking happens in this first episode. I hope it's like 10 hours long. She's been back in full force on social media posting, and so is the man that she's allegedly with or left the show for what's his name uh 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 dale moss that's who it is so he's recently started to get super active on social media and he's not as hot as i thought he was like in his contestant photo on abc he looks really good looking but when he's actually like moving and talking meh not my favorite Tasha is also back on social media. She recently started posting on Instagram. It was her 30th birthday over the weekend. She was doing a very good job at hiding her ring finger, although in one of the pictures I can see, and it does not look like she's wearing a ring, but she could just not be wearing it for picture purposes. I mean, they're still trying to keep whatever is happening this season under wraps there. I mean, uh, there were all those rumors. I think everyone kind of settled down and has come to the realization, like, we just have to simmer and see what happens. Like, we could predict a million different things. We could predict that. You know, Tasha, Becca, and Hannah Ann are all doing Bachelor in Paradise style for this season. We can assume that Tasha is the Bachelor after Claire leaves. I mean, there's a million different things that we can assume, but we're just going to have to wait and see. So I think people have calmed down on the rumor mill. Um, I can't wait to see what ends up happening. But yeah, Tasha's back on Instagram. She just turned 30. She said she's 30, flirty, and thriving. I can't wait to see if she found a man. Um, It premieres on October 15th. Ooh, Mandalorian season two is coming out too in October, October 30th. And then The Crown season four is coming out November 15th. You guys, I've never been more excited for new shows coming out. Like I need it. I feel like that's the only thing that's going to make me feel normal because everything feels so out of whack lately. So yeah, if you haven't seen the trailer yet for Claire's season, I highly recommend. I know so many people that said that they don't typically watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette, but they're going to for this season. Okay, I've talked for long enough about a lot of weird shit this episode. Thanks for making it through the entire episode. Um, As usual, please rate, review, subscribe, leave a comment, share this post on your social media, tell a friend. I've noticed the past couple weeks my listeners have dropped a little bit and I feel like when I record these episodes, like I'm not always going to be like it's level 10 energy. Like I'm not, and I'm also not going to come on here and be like, I'm so excited. Just like full forced energy all the time. And I feel like you guys can respect that, right? Like this is a real podcast. Sometimes my energy's out of 10. Sometimes it's out of six. So I feel like the last couple of weeks, like I haven't had this huge, big story to talk about. I've just kind of been talking about whatever's happening that week. Um, so I feel like I, what I've noticed is that you guys love a tease. You guys love it when I have like a focal point of my episodes. And this episode was the catfish story. So hopefully you enjoy that and that drives you to like share a friend hey this girl's real weird and talk to someone she didn't know for eight years isn't this weird yeah tell your friends I'm weird and share this episode please anything to boost those numbers I will sell my soul <laughs> but yeah please um follow me on Instagram at what the Chuck podcast tell a friend post a screenshot of you listening to the episode I really 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 appreciate it 
Oh my God, I totally almost forgot about a playlist. I don't even have one in mind right now. Okay, let's see. My two last playlists have been so good, so I don't feel bad giving you a lack, not that it's lackluster, but it just wasn't planned ahead. Um, this week, the playlist is going to be a Diplo playlist just because I've been obsessed with Diplo radio. And I've already had the playlist going on Apple Music. There's like 149 songs on it, and there's no way in hell I'm copying all those songs over to Spotify because your girl's got shit to do. Okay, Brett and I are supposed to go on a walk tonight. I still got to record my radio show for Oregon. So um, I am going to make a Diplos playlist for Spotify too. It's just not going to be exactly the same. I'm going to pick out the best songs from the Apple playlist and copy it over to Spotify. So an extended version will be on Apple Music. You can find me by searching Megan Rage. Uh, again, if you want a sticker, make sure you're following me on social media at What the Chuck Podcast. My jaw is fucking killing me. I went to the orthodontist today. <laughs> Great. I'm like, I'm going to wrap this up. Let me tell you another story. <laughs> I went to the orthodontist today because I need Invisalign. Well, I need a night guard. But in order to get a night guard, I need to straighten my teeth out. So I went to go for an orthodontist consultation today. I should have worn my retainers after I got braces when I was in high school. But that's a whole other story. And it's just so expensive. So I know I'm going to have to wait. Um, I'm not going to be able to get them right now. But God damn, my jaw is killing me. God damn, my jaw is killing me. Um, yeah, if you need a sticker, send me your name and your address. I love you so much. Please share this podcast. If you're listening to it, like just link it to your social media. Hey, my friend has a podcast. Please listen to it. I will owe you big time. I love you guys. See you next week for episode. God, next week is going to be episode 17. I'm almost to 20. I better work on that giveaway. You guys better work on sharing this shit and listening to it every week. Be consistent like I'm being. Great. Let's like let's yell at all my listeners. Okay, I need to wrap this up because I'm spiraling. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at What the Chuck Podcast.